Design. Every Saturday from 10 to 3, take 20% off on flooring in the warehouse. Large selection, too. Free estimates. 643 Riverside Street. Carpet Design. Harker Mellinger provides business advisory services tailored for you specifically to help your business become compliant, tax efficient, organized, and strategically aligned with your goals. Think of us as part of your team. You will rest more comfortably knowing that you are covering all of your financial bases and making informed decisions. Contact us today, Harker Mellinger. Our focus is where you're going, not where you've been. Okay, so I got this smartwatch that actually tells me that it's time to drink water. Our ancestors crossed the wilderness in covered wagons without water reminder sundials. How did they not die of thirst? Well, if you're looking for water, all you have to do is call 307 Wildcat Well Service in Eureka. They drill a hole in the ground and deliver cool, clear water. So here's your reminder. You need water. Contact 307 Wildcat Well Service today, and you too will have cool, clear water. When you hear the name Noah's Auto Glass, what do you think of? Do you realize that we can service more than just passenger vehicles? Hi, this is Cindy. Here at Novus, we can repair and replace glass in semi-trucks, farm equipment, construction equipment, RVs, and classic vehicles. We can even come to you. If your restoration project has gotten overwhelming, we can help get you over the top. Stop in or call today to make an appointment. Novus Auto Glass, 347 North Main, 672-0139. Are you a Main Street business owner feeling the effects of ongoing construction? Do you miss the hustle and bustle of busy foot traffic and the sound of cash registers ringing? Don't worry, Sheridan Media is here to help. Sheridan Media is offering advertising specials for any business on Main Street from Dow to Coffeen. Let us help remind people that you're open and ready to do business with them, whether they use your front door or rear entrance. Not located on Main Street but still want to support the community? We have a media package for you businesses that aren't on Main Street. Our goal is to keep Main Street thriving, and we believe that supporting one another is key to achieving that. Sheridan Media is an employee-owned, Sheridan-based company that cares about the success of our community. Don't let construction deter your business. Contact me, Jim Schellinger, at 672-7421. Don't contact Jim. Contact me, Julie Chadwick, at 307-461-1107. For more information, Sheridan Media is an employee-owned, Sheridan-based company that wants to keep our Main Street thriving. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 in cash and another $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. Herding Rescue Dogs of Wyoming is receiving these funds for random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, May is National Women's Health Month. This month gives us an opportunity to discuss the issues surrounding women's health with the goal of empowering women to make their health a priority and help women understand what steps they can take to improve their health. 
And to talk about these important issues this morning, I am joined by Sheridan Memorial Hospital, Dr. Lindsay um, Capron. Capron, I apologize, specializing in obstetrics and gynecology and lead nurse of the women's clinic, Liz Becking. Did I say that correctly? Yes. Fantastic. Ladies, good morning and thank you for coming on the show. Good morning. Hi. Now, Doc, where are you originally from? My family moved to Wyoming from Michigan when I was pretty little, but I grew up mostly in Cody. Oh, over in Cody. Mm -hmm. Lovely town. I love that place. Me too. Uh, the Buffalo Bill Museum is probably one of my favorite locations in Wyoming. Whenever I go there, it's about a two-day trip. Takes a while I think to get many there. would agree with that. <laughs> we didn't spend a ton of time at the museum. We were mostly in the campgrounds outside of Yellowstone, but... Yeah. What did you guys do out there? Um, like, what did my parents do? Yeah. My dad runs an electrical contracting business, and my mom helped him with that. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So, and do you remember uh, what brought you to Sheridan? Was it the job? Was it uh, a marriage? Uh, I grew up in Wyoming, and... I didn't want to live in any of the towns that started with C because the wind was so horrible <laughs> and all of them. <laughs> um, basically, cherry picked it for the weather. Um, and my husband and I are both from Wyoming. He's actually also from Cody. And we really just loved this community. Yeah. And we got here and got the feel of it. Obviously, we knew it because we traveled here for sports and other reasons. But, but coming back here, it was pretty magical. Yeah, absolutely. It's a hidden gem, really, isn't it? You know, and, uh, when it comes to wind, Laramie, Cheyenne, Rollins, I've lived uh, in all of them. And I would have to say Rollins is probably the worst for wind. Whew, man, you can't even stop there and open the door of the car. It gets a little rough. <laughs> Rollins is so bad, I think. Well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I Great town, wind horrible enough. wind, right? <laughs> stay long enough to find out how bad the wind is. Now, uh, do you remember the moment that you had in your life where the spark hit where you're like i'm gonna be a doctor i'm, I'm gonna help people um i'm a first generation college student other than my person we called grandpa he was our my step grandpa um but he was an old general practitioner up in northern michigan and i only ever knew him as a retired doctor but um just kind of growing up i was always drawn to his stories the things he would talk about you know the um patients he would talk about um i also just idolized him as a human yeah you know we spent a lot of quality time together we used to garden together a lot so he was he was kind of my person growing up um and so i i think i always had a natural interest in it just at baseline and then when i got through high school it took me a long time actually to make the decision to actually pursue being a physician because it's such an enormous commitment, especially when you're young, looking forward at it. It seems so daunting, just the number of years and the difficulty. I mean, you spend your entire 20s basically yeah. in really, really difficult schooling. So it took me a long time to actually make that final decision. And unfortunately, it, it happened when he died. Oh. Yeah. Which so, was in 2008, but um, but that was kind of the the thing that pushed me from you know I dabbled in a little bit of maybe I want to be a pharmacist, maybe I want to do a PA, maybe I want to do PT. So all these kind of helper um, fields of um, healthcare, but it was just kind of this sort of 
I don't know. It was a moment that happened when he died. I thought, oh gosh, yep, this is what I'm supposed to do. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. Yes. So when you were growing up, did he keep like old equipment out, old tools that he had laying around? Yes. You'd <laughs> walk by and see these amazing things? Yes. My grandma kept an old typewriter and it was sitting out there and that's what inspired me to become a writer. Uh, I gave her one of my stories one day and she looked at me and she said, I want you to take that home. And I did. And it sits in my living room to this day. And so it's amazing uh, what we can take away from our grandparents when they just leave something out, you know, and you're looking at that stuff. What was your favorite piece or, or favorite tool that he had laying out that you would go to every time you went to the house? He had a super old otoscope, you know, those little things that they used to look in your ear. Yeah. He had one of the old ones that had like an old light bulb that you had to like screw in and screw out and um, still like battery, not really, actually I don't even know how it was operated. I don't remember if it was battery or if it was, yeah. um, I don't even recall. Uh, but yeah, there was this little otoscope that he had. We would play with that. That's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Do you have that? No. no. My grandma has it in a bag for me. I just haven't, haven't gotten haven't it yet. Gotten it she told me it's. It's mine to keep. But. It is, it is going to be on a shelf one day, though. I'll guarantee you that. Probably. Now, why obstetrics and gynecology? I've been asked this question a lot. Um, I don't have a good answer. I just, I would have to just say it was something I was naturally drawn to. So in medical school, you go through all the various rotations and you get to experience you know, each individual profession, you know, like general surgery and primary care and, you know, all the different kind of basic um, specialties. And I was just always drawn to women's health. I yeah. don't know. I can't really explain why. Maybe it was because my sister and my mom and I were really cl close growing up. I don't know if those conversations just come easily to me or if that kind of relatability comes easily to me, but it's just a natural interest. That's amazing. You know, and, and I don't think there's got to be, like, a hard reason. If you were naturally drawn to something, I think that's plenty of reason. You know, maybe one day you'll be doing something and you're like, yep, this is it. This is why. Uh, so you never know. Now, how do you like to spend your time when you're not at work? Apparently gardening. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um, yeah. That's actually just something I recently realized is a, a big stress reliever of mine. I love to hang out with my kids. I've got two boys that are four and seven, and they totally run the show right now. Um, so we spend a lot of time hanging out with the boys and doing whatever it is that they I think will be fun that day or that moment. Um, but outside of that, I like being outside. Sheridan's pretty great for that. So yeah. we're, you know, in the summertime, we're up in the mountains. This winter was terribly uh, hard. Lasted way too long. Man, we had a great time in the snow, but once <laughs> the thrill of that wore off, it got to be a little hard. So we spend a lot of time outside, both in the mountains and, and just around our house, gardening. Is it something about the dirt? Is it something about uh, the growing plants, vegetables? I think it's something about the mindless labor of it. Yeah. Yeah. I would to yeah, I could totally see that. Just being able to get in there, kind of turn off all thought, and, and a form of meditation in sure. a way. I would agree. Now, I'm going to switch over here to Liz. How about you? Where are you originally from? I actually grew up in Powell, so not too far from Cody. We're on the other side of the mountain. So, What'd you, What did you and your folks do out there? Um, my dad 
uh, did insurance sales and my mom worked at a bank. So oh. my family's still over there, my brother and sister, and then my in-laws still live in Powell. So Now, why Sheridan? What brought you over here? Uh, my husband, we got married, and he got a job over here in Sheridan right away. So we relocated here to Sheridan and prefer this side of the mountain much better, much prettier. Now, one thing that I've noticed, uh, uh, I knew a lot of nurses when I was uh, in the service and going to college. They all shared this caring mentality. What was it about nursing that attracted you to that career field? You know, initially, I, I guess I'm not sure. I was trying to kind of search. I started out in college in accounting because I love math. But I think after that, I didn't want to be stuck with just numbers. I was much more of a people person. I like to be around people and care for people. And nursing was just kind of a natural. We had a program in Powell at at the college there and I could just stay there and finish my schooling and um, there's just lots of opportunities of different things that you can do in nursing. Now a lot of people might not realize nursing is challenging uh, going through the schooling for that. I mean they really put you through the ringer on not that they don't with doctors. <laughs> A doctorate you know is incredible but but they really put you through the ringer. They work you to the core. Well, it's much quicker. You Like, we have a two-year um, associate degree program. So it's two years of, of schooling for in the nursing program. So it's quick. And so it's intense. Running those clinicals. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> those things really eat yeah. away at the, at the energy, don't they? Yeah. Now, what is it about nursing that you yourself love? Currently, I just, again, I just like to be supportive for women in general that's you know i i didn't start out in women's health but it's just kept me here for quite a while i just enjoy um helping women be their best yeah i guess and i mean nurses uh you know are great about being able to sit there talk a while get to know the patient i mean so having that personability is just as much a quality as being able to work 13, 14 hours. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's so valuable. Yeah. Uh, what would you say is the most challenging aspect of being a nurse, especially a lead nurse? Right. Um, well, my role, I just kind of took that on at the clinic. Is I, I've been there 10 years, and we're a great group of nursing there, but we needed someone to step up and kind of lead and make the schedule but we've we've had some challenges with staffing and we're busy 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 so it's kind of been challenging in that way but for women you know patients come into our clinic they're not really thrilled to be there yeah. so we kind of we're their first contact after they check in and it's a little more of a kind of try to calm their nerves a little bit and visit with them and give them some education but also do it really quickly so the doctor can get in with them as well so yeah you know we don't have as many um skills that we get to practice as far as you know we draw some blood and do some iv stuff but it's more of just support for our patients and then you know assisting our our doctors with some procedures and stuff so yeah yeah it's it's a it's very rewarding every day. The science and technology of medicine is always advancing. Uh, how often are you and your team 
having to go over and learn this new technique or this new piece of equipment. I mean, everything's changing around us so fast. Yeah, absolutely. We meet, we do like a daily huddle every day. And then for nursing, we're working on, you know, we've got a couple of, um, you know, newer doctors and newer ways that we want to make things better, better patient experience, better, you know, quality of, of our time with our patients. So yeah, we, we meet as nurses every single week to talk about what we can do differently or do better, you know, what just education. So it's ongoing every day. And I think that's one of the best and yet at the same time, most challenging aspects about any field in medicine. Uh, the constant reading that actually comes with this job or these jobs because uh, everything is really changing all the time. What do you like to do away from work? We're up in the mountains a lot as well. We have a little cabin up there and we try to spend not as much as we'd like to sometimes. We've got a couple of busy girls and um, you know other demands that take our time from the mountains, but that's ultimately we like to be up there hiking and such yeah where you like to be up there in the forest yep 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 that has quickly become one of my wife's favorite places uh just, she, she's again, over from minnesota get away from technology and and just listen people. yep yeah <laughs> absolutely all right we're gonna have more with the women's clinic when we come back you're listening to public pulse on 930 kroe and 103.9 fm sheridan Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 in cash and another $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. Herding Rescue Dogs of Wyoming is receiving these funds for random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Have you heard? Sheridan's own VacuTech is growing and now they are hiring part-time weekend workers. Open positions include general labor, machine operators, craters, and more. VacuTech is offering weekend premium pay and a $2,000 sign-on bonus. This is a perfect opportunity to make extra money or even make a great living while working weekends and enjoying the week off. For more information and to apply, visit Vacutech's Open Opportunities page on their website at vacutechllc.com. Can you believe that hearing loss affects more than 36 million Americans? Hi, this is Elizabeth with EBA Hearing. Did you know that more than half of all hearing impaired persons are younger than 65? And with the increased abuse of headphones and earbuds, the number of young people with hearing loss is growing. Also, leaving hearing loss untreated may negatively impact your cognitive health. In the spirit of Better Hearing Month, we're offering free hearing tests and consultations. For your hearing wellness, call EBA Hearing today, 674-8920. That's 674-8920. Start Start dreaming, then start planning. The Mead Legacy Collection from Connect Home Center is in this week's Country Bounty. You can pick up your home plan and everything you need to complete the project at Connect Home Center. Home plans from 1,000 square feet to over 2,400 square feet. One story, two story, contemporary, traditional. Hire a contractor and the home you dreamed about is now a plan. Look for the Connect Home Center flyer in this week's Country Bounty and start planning. 
It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. Hey, Sean Hannity here. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for news, traffic, weather, sports, and a community connection, as well as news information and, yes, opinion. It is the backbone of the emergency alert system, and that keeps us safe in dangerous times because when cell and Internet services are down, well, this free emergency service might be your only lifeline. Now, text AM to the number 52886. Text AM to 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Text AM to 52886 today. Standard message and data rates apply. From Billings to Buffalo, this is the News Talk Station, FM 103.9 and 930 AM KROE. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. If you didn't know, May is National Women's Health Month, granting us an opportunity to empower women to take steps to improve their health and openly discuss issues surrounding women's health. This morning, I am honored to be speaking with Sheridan Memorial Hospital Women's Clinic Dr. Lindsay Capron and lead nurse Liz Becking. Now, this is I'm just going to throw this out there for anyone, but does the Sheridan Memorial Hospital's women's clinic deal uh, with specific health issues, or does a patient receive all of their care at that location? Are you like one of those doctors that I have to get a referral to? This is probably one of the most complicated questions that we deal with because historically OBGYN has been included in some of the primary care specialties. So we've been sort of, um, a, a lot of people assume that we in the past have dealt with things like high blood pressure or basic you know, cholesterol management, thyroid problems. Um, so a lot of the things that affect particularly younger women or women in their kind of 30s we have experienced managing. Um, in our modern medical world, things are changing really quickly. We have a lot more subspecialists that deal with things like thyroid management or you know, high blood pressure, especially when that happens to younger women. And I think the culture is changing such that we are managing a lot more just basic, you know, not I shouldn't say basic, but exclusively focusing on women's health-related issues like postmenopausal hormone replacement therapy, management of contraception, discussing abnormal bleeding, um, kind of vulvovaginal issues specifically. And so that takes up a lot of our time and energy. And, you know, you had mentioned earlier in the show that it's, it's hard to keep up on the amount of reading and the, you know, amount of, like, research that's coming out. And so I think we are a little bit backtracking into um, specifically focusing on women's health issues and less on things like high blood pressure or basic other primary care problems. And so we're kind of in a transitional spot right now where we are we're trying to sort of educate our patients that we, we won't be managing a lot of those things anymore. And that's going to be better taken care of by somebody who is a family practice doctor or a nurse practitioner or um, you know, somebody who actually has to maintain their certification in how to treat high blood pressure, yeah. <laughs> which we don't <laughs> anymore. Um, so 
that gets tricky when we have fairly young and healthy patients, women who are coming to us once a year for what we used to sort of term as their annual exam. Right. Um, and they, you know, come up with one single issue that's, you know, a problem for them. So say they have a you know, new diagnosis of an abnormal thyroid or a new diagnosis of maybe mild high blood pressure. Um, what do we do with that person? Do we recommend now that they go and establish with a whole nother physician or a provider so that they can get that specific issue taken care of? Um, right now, I would say that is where we are going, but sometimes, depending on how complicated the issue is, we will kind of step in and treat that sort of in the interim. Um, so it's very case by case, and it's very dependent on which provider you see. So this is that's a confusing question, and it's hard for a lot of our patients to track. Um, well, it's, it's shifting. I guess you could say m- medical care culture uh, or, or technique, and, and I don't think it's, it's a negative thing. Um, I enjoy the old family doctor kind of care uh, where I can take my whole family to one individual and she or he can, can then look at us, and if there's something that needs specific attention... Well, I got a specialist for that. And, and I know, you know, it complicates certain things when it comes to administrative and billing and stuff like that. But at the same time, I like specialists and I like the idea of specialists. You know, it's one thing that you focus your attention on or, or one service of care that you focus your attention on and you become an expert in that. And I think that is a good thing for everybody. And like I said, I do know that there are cons to that but we can work around those for sure and actually one of the beautiful things about sheridan memorial is that we had or it just the sheridan community at large we're a small town with really really well-trained amazing practitioners um and so even though it does sometimes feel like patients are being shuffled from this place to that place we're everybody's got their difficulties with communication but i would say in general we're really good at communicating amongst everybody you know we write good notes everybody kind of knows what's going on and so there's not much that falls through the cracks even though it does feel like you're seeing multiple different people i think um, it's a quality experience at least behind the scenes there's always stuff we can do for you know to make patients um you know feel more kept in the loop or that you know the yeah. patient portal has helped a lot with that too like technology has worked in our favor in that way they can kind of keep track of their own medical record and they can ask questions and follow along and make sure that everybody's kind of aware of how things are going um so i think it's a it's a pretty nice setup absolutely and and i think that is an amazing uh, advancement in technology you may i don't know if you carry around a pad or, or something but take a note and save it and my general practitioner will be able to read that and say, okay, this is where we go from here. Now I will administer the long-term care or, or something like that. Liz, how many other hospitals have, have you worked in? I have just worked in one other hospital setting in Cody. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm not trying to bash on anybody, but with the advances in technology and the way that uh, everything communicates, does it feel like Sheridan Memorial Hospital doesn't really have specialists uh, as much as just, look, this is all one entity. We're a whole team here. When you come to Sheridan Memorial Hospital, I'm not sending you to someone else. I'm sending you to the other arm of this body that's going to help take care of you. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's really nice because, you know, we'll see someone. We are technically a specialty clinic um, with 
OBGYN and we'll have a patient come over for a referral from internal medicine or family practice and we don't need them to fill out like five pages of paperwork because we have their complete med list. You know, there's so many options, you know, if they're going to see us or if we refer them somewhere else, like literally as a nurse, you can have them on the phone and transfer them to those schedulers. So it's just all a nice loop that, that we can really, really take care of the patient and know that they have an appointment or are taken care of. It's it's really nice for the patient. And see, and I love that because I've worked with large health organizations where I'll go to a specialist and, and give them all of my information and then go to my general practitioner and they have no idea what's going on. Yeah, you start all over again. You have to start all, <laughs> and it's very frustrating. Yeah. And after a while, as a patient, you know, depending on the issue, you might just give up and say, look, I'm going to go find somebody else or I'm going to go do this somewhere else because it just seems like you guys don't have your ducks in a row. If if A can't talk to C and if I got to start all over again and describe this pain or whatever all over again, it's going to wear me down. And so I love the communication aspect of Sheridan Memorial Hospital. And that's the reason why I'm bringing that up is because it has alleviated those issues. And I know that those issues uh, are felt by a lot of individuals out there who've worked with uh, some other medical uh, or, or health care uh, organizations that have kind of hurt, hurt them in the long run. Now, the, um, the Sheridan Memorial Hospital Women's Clinic uses collaborative care approach. Is that what we're talking about here? Or, or what is that? So specifically for obstetrics... I think, I think this is where that, this question is going. Specifically for obstetrics, we use a collaborative care approach, meaning anybody who is needing OB care from, from Sheridan Memorial, they are cared for by the entire team of us. Um, that's different from gynecologic care, routine annual wellness women care, where you can kind of pick the provider that you want to see. Um, this is a pretty complicated thing. so. And a lot of it comes down to this maybe tight, trite and tired out concept of work-life balance. But in a small community, especially with the four full-time docs that we have right now, we are staffing that service 100% of the time. Somebody's always on call. And we get called in pretty frequently because babies don't like to be born during the daylight hours. <laughs> I don't know if you know this phenomenon, but babies like to be born specifically between the hours of 11 p.m. and 4 a.m. Um, very choosy, this crowd, this new generation choosy. just wearing us I down. Um, and it's a really it's a fun crowd up there right now because all four of us doctors, we have at least a couple kids under 10 or yeah. 10 and under. And as much as we really enjoy being obstetricians, we also really enjoy being parents. And obstetrics specifically, along with a few other specialties, including emergency medicine um, and psychiatry, are pretty quick, you know, compared to our counterparts to experience burnout. And one of the reasons that burnout happens is when you don't have structured time away from the hospital or enough structured time away from the hospital and so in order to fix that problem and and allow all of us to 
be kind, considerate, caring healthcare providers and also be parents was to try to find a way for us to put some boundaries in place. And so now we, but we weren't willing to give up actually meeting families before yeah. we arrived at 3 a.m. in their delivery room to attend the birth. <laughs> Hi, I'm the one yeah. here to do this. Yeah, we wanted to meet them first. Um, <laughs> Give me a crisp high five and yeah. we'll get to it. Yeah. Cool, cool to meet you. We're going to have this really <laughs> intense experience together. Um, so we wanted to really have a chance to still, we wanted the best of both worlds, basically. And so now we've kind of transitioned over to a model where we want all of our obstetrics patients, those families, to have visits with all of us leading up to their births oh, because wow. whoever is on call the day that they their child chooses to enter the world um, is the person who's going to be attending that birth with them. So, so that's kind of our aim. We wanted to protect. Um, we wanted to protect our time with our families. We also wanted to protect our longevity in the community. Yeah. Um, we want to be here for a long time. We want to be practicing in this community for a long time. We want to continue to offer quality obstetrical services, quality women's health services, quality surgical services to the women of this community. And in order to do that for the long haul, we needed to find a better way to balance that for ourselves. And so we know we're giving up that really awesome relationship that you build with one specific provider throughout their kind of um, prenatal experience. Um, but I think ultimately in the long run, this is going to work out better for the community. And I think, you know, obviously it's not for everybody. And I think there are some people who that it's not really going to work for them. And I get that. But um, I think in general, we've had really positive feedback. And it's sometimes nice to get, you know, obstetrics isn't like oncology where you have a randomized controlled trial that, you know, gives you very specific information on what you should do in every single scenario um, First and foremost, we don't have a, a lot of research in the field of obstetrics, and that's a whole nother bag of. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole other conversation, right? Point, but um, there's a lot of individuality and a lot of case by case decision making. And so I think having more than one person sort of weigh in and give advice or you know, have an opinion about certain things is, is helpful in a lot of regards, as long as we're communicating. And you know, it, it would come down to. Do you want one doctor or you want a team? You know, we've chosen and, the team. And I think I would want the team every time because I want someone there uh, who would look at somebody and go, I don't think that's the right way to go. Let's, why don't we try this? One thing I've always noticed the team is going to get things done better than one individual just because it's open to ideas it's open to new suggestions it's open to alternative ways of getting things done liz as the 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 lead nurse up there uh i mean you're really bringing a team together uh, uh now i i did a little leadership uh in in a previous life i tried to build these strong personal relationships within them you know when it comes to nurses you guys are working so much on your feet all the time. Not the doctors aren't, but I, I just, the hardworking nurses of this country deserve praise, especially after everything that we just, you know, looking in the rear view at. I'm not going to say it because I think everyone's yeah. sick of <laughs> hearing you. it, but you, you deserve it. So what I'm asking is what are some techniques that you guys that you like to use to build this team this cohesive team among the nursing staff up there 
Yeah, great. And I do have to say we have an amazing nursing staff on hand, along with, you know, as we talk about our team of doctors, our mid-level providers, we have a nurse practitioner who's amazing, our PA. It's just an entire team. You know, we've worked all together on bringing us together. We're more, we're very close. It's like a family almost. And what we do, support each other, back each other up. We're all on the same page as far as what we want for patient care, quality of patient care. Like I said, we get together quite often, at least once a week to discuss maybe, you know, better ways of doing things, something that that one nurse is doing that the rest of us either should be doing or, you know, we, we try to come together. What we're trying to do is make it more of a standard yeah. workflow versus like everyone doing their own thing. We're pretty much all um, assigned to a provider, to a doctor or a mid-level, um, which is amazing because we can build a relationship with our patients. We get to know everyone. We see our OB patients quite often and our job is to, you know, coordinate with the doctors on complete care. And I like the idea of patients seeing everyone because, yeah, yeah it's a double check. You know, if, if, you know, things just don't get missed that way, it's, it's amazing. Our um, nurses all show up 100% every day. And I love to hear that. You yeah. know, it, it's great to hear that even after everything that we've faced, you're still going to work with an optimism and a hope mm -hmm. because that's a huge part yeah. of being a nurse. You're the one who brings me out of the darkness. You know, hey, I've seen worse, buddy. It's going to be okay. And I'm gonna, we're going to help get you there. All, all day, every yeah. day. Yeah. And just to give you an idea, our nurses, you know, we've had nurses that have worked there longer than me. And... Um, you know the longevity of the nurses in our staff just we we've we really enjoy our job experience is so vital yeah. in in your line of work doc i'm going to take a quick commercial uh but when we come back i've got a question about the most common health issues that women are facing today you're listening to public pulse on 9:30 KROE and 103.9 fm shared Keeping your cash in a high-yield account is a simple way to save. First Federal Bank & Trust's high-yield online savings account comes with a competitive interest rate and local service from people you know. Open the account from the convenience of your computer or mobile device and watch your savings grow. Visit efirstfederal.bank to open your account today or check out our deposit specials. First Federal Bank & Trust, helping our customers succeed since 1935. Member FDIC. Plan now to attend a reading and book signing with award-winning author Gretel Ehrlich Saturday, May 20th from 2 to 3.30 p.m. with the new UW Nelge Center for Excellence in Creativity and the Arts at Turned Antiques, One Lower Piney Creek Road in Banner. Ehrlich has authored 15 books and essays that have appeared in Harper's, National Geographic, and the New York Times Magazine. Learn more about this event online by searching N-E-L-T-J-E May 20. If you wake up in the morning and the first thing you say is, then you need to make an appointment with Dr. Colin Hardy of Atlas. 
Atlas Chiropractic. If you're living with chronic pain and need a natural, effective way to relieve your discomfort, Dr. Hardy is now offering dry needling therapy, only $45 per session. Dry needling therapy is a safe, minimally invasive technique that involves inserting thin needles into trigger points to release muscle tension and reduce pain. An ideal treatment for a wide range of conditions, including migraines, back pain, and sports injuries. With his dry needling therapy, Dr. Colin Hardy can help you reach optimal health so you can get back into your life. Call Dr. Colin Hardy at Atlas Chiropractic, 672-6000. Take advantage of this limited time offer just $45 per session. A more comfortable you is just a call away, 672-6000. Hi, this is Jill Bates with The Best Team. Looking for a new home? This new build by Sunrise Homes Construction is a must-see. This four-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath with over 900 square feet, three-car garage in Cloud Peak Subdivision by Highland Park School could be your next home. Call today and Colton Logan or I will be glad to give you a private tour. The address is easy, 2345. Yep, that's it. I said 2345 Pheasant Draw Road. Call 675-BEST or go online at bestwy.net for all your real estate needs. Make it a great day. Proudly brokered by EXP. Heads up, whether it's at work, at home, or play, Take a few seconds to look up and locate any overhead power lines. When working outside, be sure to keep yourself and any tools or equipment you're using at least 10 feet away. Teach your children to fly kites or toys in areas away from overhead power lines. And do not attempt to remove anything that has become tangled with a line. Always assume an overhead power line is energized and dangerous. A safety message brought to you by Montana Dakota Utilities. In the community to serve. Hey, look who I'm talking to about it, right? <laughs> Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. We're proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. May is National Women's Month. This is granting us an opportunity to empower the women in, in our lives to take steps to improve their health and openly discuss issues surrounding women's health. Uh, you know, if, if someone is going through something... No matter what that would be, whether it be mental health or whether it be physical health, you should be able to openly talk about it with your family. This morning, I'm honored to be speaking with Sheridan Memorial Hospital Women's Clinic Dr. Lindsay Capron and lead nurse Liz Becking. Now, Doc, I, I, I teased it before we left uh, for a commercial, but if you were to say that there was a health issue that you hear about the most up at the women's clinic, what would you say that was? The, the PC answer to start with, like the actual physical health problems related to women's health that we see the most frequently are general well woman care, which is different than what we kind of recommend for same age male counterparts. Um, we've always recommended that women see a physician or a healthcare provider annually, um, and that stems mostly from this previous recommendation that a pap smear or a pap test, which screens for cervical cancer, used to be recommended to routinely be performed annually. That recommendation has recently, not recently, probably within the last five to 10 years, has changed substantially. Um, and we can get into more why that happened, but we don't recommend an annual pap smear anymore. And so there's been sort of some confusion about what to do with this sort of annual exam or once a year visit that women are used to having with their their provider. Um, it 
has morphed a little bit into sort of a once a year, sort of like you bring your car in for the checkup, you know, like the check all systems where we sort of like run the list and sort of identify like, hey, here's where things might need some work or, you know, these are the screenings or exams that you need and, you know, yada, yada. And then we sort of say, okay, here's our list for the year. Let's bring you back a different time. We'll kind of dive into these issues um, a bit more. The things that we most commonly find on those lists are things like vaginal concerns, some sort of change in birth control method or mm. not, you know, whatever they might need in that regard. Um, infertility is becoming more of a, a common issue that we see. Um, I think there's multiple reasons for that. Again, probably a Pandora's box to open there too, but um, we're seeing a lot of abnormal bleeding. So, you know, periods that are not coming on time or are too painful or too, you know, abnormal bleeding is something we see quite a bit. Um, but the other probably biggest thing that we are seeing more and more is just a general state of dissatisfaction with their health. And I think probably this is happening also in, in men's health, but we don't obviously see it because we just see women. Um, but a lot of women who come in and just say, gosh, I just don't feel like myself. Um, you know, my hormones might be off. Maybe we should check my thyroid. Maybe, you know, something something's not right. You know, and and we've we've kind of joked. We started calling it like the pep talk, where you know we'll check the thyroid and you know we'll have the talk about hormone testing and the lack of evidence around that that we have right now. And we kind of get start uncovering the layers of the onion, and we finally kind of get to the root of most of it, which is a symptom of a much larger societal problem we're dealing with a ton of anxiety and depression just as a society. And it's a really hard time to be a woman yeah. right now with those. I mean, there's a ton of societal expectations on women right now um, with the advent of social media and how that's kind of infiltrated our lives. That puts a ton of pressure on, you know, women, parents, COVID. Yeah. The, the, un, the unspoken horrible thing that happened a couple of years ago or changed everybody's lives a couple of years ago. I think there's just a, a big intersection of a lot of societal issues that are specifically putting a lot of pressure on women. And women aren't super quick to, to say like, yeah, it seems like I might be dealing with anxiety or depression. It's so much easier to say like, gosh, this must be my thyroid. Oh, this must be some sort of hormone problem. You know, surely I'm not dealing with some kind of depression or anxiety. And it, it takes some time to sit there with women and say, gosh, you just told me that right now you're, you're not sleeping well. You know, you maybe are having a few too many um, alcoholic beverages or more than you were before. You know, or maybe, you know, they've got relationship issues that are unsolved or maybe they're having job issues that are not going, you know, like they're they're pretty. It takes a while to kind of sift through that. But I would say that is one of the most common things that we ultimately get down to is women are struggling right now. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not going to feel these things because I don't have time. I got to get to work. I got to pick the kids up. We got a soccer game at seven. I've got too much to do to suffer from anxiety or depression. 100%. Yeah. So this must be a hormone issue. I'm going to go see I the doctor. I need an easier fix. Yes. Yeah. It's just something, something to explain why I feel so overwhelmed. Women just put way too much pressure on themselves to be absolutely present and perfect for every detail of everyone, including your kids, your husband, your work, 
it's a lot. Yeah. And you're seeing that come through the door more frequently over and over. And obviously believe women, right? We need yeah. to believe women. Yes. And many women, they come in and they say, something is not right. And of course, we're going to do all the things. We're going to check the thyroid. We're going to check vitamin D. We're going to do all the things that, you know, if there is something we can fix, we want to fix it. But we're coming up, we're coming up normal on most of the things these days. And a lot of it's just not just, I don't mean to minimize it in that way. It is, it's hard. Yeah. There's a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression. And you know, excuse me, I I, I think generally, uh, you know, and especially in Wyoming, we're trying to remove the stigma. We're doing our best. There's, There's a whole community out there that is really trying to move this along. But the fact of the matter is, uh, most people talk about how men, right? Men don't talk about their feelings. Men don't this, men don't that. And I'm not down on anybody out there because I've had shows specifically on that issue about how men should. But what I am saying is it also affects women. It affects mom. And mom, she might not be hiding it because she doesn't have this pull myself up by my bootstraps mentality. It might be something totally different. I've got to be this image that I'm seeing on Instagram. I've got to be this perfect mom. She's there. Why can't I be there? Yes. You know, I'm, I've got to be the one on the sidelines all the time. Oh, wait, I've got to call work. I've got to do this. I mean, the pressures are there and I think it needs to be discussed. And I think this is a fantastic way to do it because you're seeing it from a different perspective. If I had a mental health specialist in here, this is what they do. They're going to hear that. But now I've got OBGYNs and I've got a head nurse and we're talking about these issues. This is very real and it is something that uh, needs to be addressed. And so I greatly appreciate that take on what's the worst health issue because depression can do all kinds of things to us and anxiety. If you've never suffered a true anxiety attack, Mm -hmm. consider yourself lucky because you think you're having a heart attack. It's got every symptom linked to it. But I'm, I'm, I'm running out of time, Doc, uh, and, and Liz, I, I want to greatly appreciate uh, your time for coming on the show and talking about these issues. Liz, if I wanted to make an appointment with you guys, what do I need to do? Yeah, it, we accept, um, doesn't have to be a referral. We can, you know, you can call the clinic. As a brand new patient, um, you know, we, we try to keep spots open to get new patients in, but our clinic is a little bit of a wait to get in, but it's worth it. You know, we work with you on, um, you know, getting you in as soon as we can. But yeah, anyone can call. You can call and make an appointment anytime. All right, Doc, I've got about 30 seconds. If there's something you want to tell women to, to keep an eye on, what is it? I'm running out of time. Oh, I have to pick one? Focus on yourself. That sounds very selfish in a world that we live in right now, but self-care is not selfish. Fantastic. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 in cash and another $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. Herding Rescue Dogs of Wyoming is receiving these funds for random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. 
Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Is Wyoming Corporate Office your one-stop shop for everything you need for your Wyoming-based business, LLC, or corporation formulation? Yes. Service of process and mail forwarding services? Indeed. Fulfill the legal requirements for small businesses based in Wyoming? Absolutely. Wyoming Corporate Office provides the communication between your business and the state so you don't have to. Learn more by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com today. Dan Marshall here with Captain Clean. Your heating and cooling system are the lungs of your home or business, taking air in and breathing it out, directly affecting your indoor air quality. Normal day-to-day activity generates lots of contaminants and air pollutants such as dander, dust, and chemicals. Call today for your free HVAC cleaning estimate. It's 100% free, and nobody has the equipment or expertise to clean HVAC like we do. Call Captain Clean today, 672-0726. Affordable choices for healthy living. Mossholders Design Center is here to help you create a space that you'll love. If you're relocating, remodeling, or just refreshing your home, Mossholders' talented design team can help you through the process. With free in-home consultations, Mossholders will be able to find the furniture and finishing touches that work best with your space, your lifestyle, and your budget. So if you want to change the look of just one room or furnish an entire home, Mossholders' designers can get it done. Mossholders, furniture is our passion. Wyo Renovation is not a remodeling company. They're a renovation company. They'll purchase your property, no matter the condition, and renovate it back to its former glory. They're a compassionate and caring company that is wanting to assist those with properties that the owners don't know what to do with or simply cannot do the work anymore. Find out more at wyorenovation.com or find them on Facebook. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. We can finally see the grass. Oh, no, my yard's getting out of control. I need a lawnmower. Well, I know where you can get one. Sheridan Honda and Power Sports sells power equipment, including generators, trimmers, tillers, and lawnmowers. These all come pre-assembled, warranty registered, and full of gas. Oh, that's easy. Can you mow my lawn for me, too? <laughs> well, you probably don't want me to do that, but we can come pick up your lawnmower or any other power equipment you need service for the season. Sheridan Honda and Power Sports has what you need to keep your yard looking sharp. 103.9 FM is News Talk 930. KROE, Sheridan. KROE.